little bit of a mess in here from everything that's been going on. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Although it over there looks cleaner. Yeah, yeah, move well, some shit it out. Look, it's like it's more spread out. It used to be Yeah. Higher up, but now it's a little lower. Well when we don't have the zombie robots there. Yeah. Those clearing those out help. Yep. Except you got one of them. Yeah, it's, it's true, but we'll deal with that. <laughs> Hello, all you nerdlings out there. Welcome once again. Finally, we're back to the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. I am always the ever-bearded Twitch, uh, followed by my uh, ever-faithful co-host, uh, baby-faced Luke. Hi. How you doing, buddy? Super swell. Uh, I was just noticing, though, on your side of the, of the desk uh-huh. that we have here, you have a bird. Yes, I have a bird. There's a bird. And a and a uh, desk mic mount that is not in use. A shirt that is also not in use. Yeah. You, we're you we're are, both shirtless right now. <laughs> that's that's kind of the new thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good though. I'm good. It's good. been a good it's been a good week. I've been so restless to get back yeah. to podcasting. Um uh, and I'll let, I'll let you kind of explain the hiatus, but yeah. uh, before that, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, good. I'm rushed because uh, I'm trying to make as much money as I can. Um, are we all? To go on a trip here in a couple weeks. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to go on a hiatus like we did no. this recent one. We'll actually have a podcast for you guys the week that I'm gone, so... It'll be like nothing ever happened. It'll be like nothing like, ever I never happened. left. Yeah. I never went on It'll be that quote-unquote vacation. <laughs> um, but no, I'm good. Uh, you know, just going through things, uh, watching shitty movies and uh, stuff like that. But yeah. we'll get into some shittiness uh, here yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we're, we were on hiatus for a while. Uh, we had to go through a bit of an adventure. Uh, you guys heard a little bit of it at the end of... Uh, the last M. Night Shyamalan uh, episode that we did. Uh, you guys will get a taste of that, what happened to us in that hiatus here in a month or so, hopefully yeah, a couple weeks. months. Yeah, in the coming um, weeks. And uh, it'll be a good adventure for you guys to hear. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Um, yeah, we're currently, what we're doing is we're compiling uh, what happened yep. right now, and it's just taking a lot, a long time. Uh, there was a lot of different separate adventures yeah. that happened. Um, and they're all they're all coming to me eventually. Yep. Um, so we'll we'll get that to, wait to you some guys. Government yeah. issue documents to be yeah. cleared and yeah. um, some things with the conspiracy theater podcast. Damn zombie robots the, and the damn zombie robots. It was a big inconvenience. But um, more on that in the coming months. Yep. But we're back. We're ready to roll. We're ready to get right back into our old uh, antics of uh, absolutely knowing nothing. Yes. Um, and this week. Uh, to start us back off um, anew, we decided to give old M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong uh, a second chance, uh, a redo, if you will, uh, oh, or I redux. Will. Redux. I don't know how, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I don't know how you exactly pronounce R-E-U-D or R-E-D-U-X. Well, we're in America, so yeah. it's redux. Redux. Any way we want it to be. Um. So anyways, this week we have for you M. Night Shyamalan with... Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. 
Uh, these movies are bad, so I'm not going to put the trailer in. Back to the show. So, uh, let me uh, let me ask you this. So, you watched Unbreakable and Split for the first time. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Or, like, the, last In week. the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, what, is that your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I had for you, like, <laughs> basically. So, yeah. you didn't see them when they came out, like... No. Um, uh, specifically, Unbreakable, because Unbreakable came out in, like, 2000. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I was, like, in diapers then, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you obviously wouldn't have been able to see it. So, uh, so from watching it now, like, we, we can, we, we can go in and spoil these sure. ones. Sure, yeah, yeah, Glass, the, we'll wait to spoil We'll wait that. to spoil Glass until our usual time. Uh, Split and Unbreakable are pretty much free reign right yeah, now. Yeah, you guys should have seen those. Because I, I was gonna say, with most of the movies that I haven't seen... I feel like it's weird. It's it's the weirdest thing. Like I've seen a lot of the big blockbusters, mm-hmm. but a lot of the movies that I haven't seen are movies that everyone else has seen. Yeah, very true. You know what I mean? True. Like I haven't seen Hot Rod. I haven't seen like all of these classics. But then I've seen a lot of the big blockbusters, and then a lot of like really dumb, obscure movies. But you already got a disdain for Hot Rod because it features Andy Samberg, which is oh, discount God, Adam Sandler. I didn't even know that. I didn't even oh, you know didn't even that. know that? No. Now, Hot Rod was just try, one of the, the first thing that came to my head. So good. No, I will not give Andy so Samberg a So stupid good. I will not give him a chance. Disc- discount <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah, so uh, seeing Unbreakable was cool. I like films from the uh, like early 2000s mm-hmm. because I think that's when it was at its best, if I may. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of like really unique because they didn't have – here's why I think that. They didn't have the giant budgets of – and maybe they had the giant budgets, but they didn't have the uh, technology that we have today Yeah. where basically a movie makes itself. You cast an actor and you record some lines and you get some pictures of their face – and then you can take it from there. You know, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can pretty much do a lot of CG. And CG is something that I noticed a bit of in Glass, too, yeah. that was kind of distracting. Uh, it wasn't really done well, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. But in order to get around that in in the early 2000s and even before then, but I, I haven't watched a whole lot of the movies from the 90s and 80s and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, they had to get really clever. Yes. And that creativity really shows uh, yes. in Unbreakable. And a lot of, like, uh, classic, quote-unquote, I haven't seen a lot of Shyamalan movies, so I can't vouch uh-huh. for his classic style. But a lot of what I've heard of of classic Shyamalan style really bleeds through in Unbreakable, where you have a lot of just uh, unbreaking haha shots that yep. are just very... Um, very single shot, pan back and forth between characters. Mm. It's just a really unique style. And the, the way around CG, doing clever tricks with the camera or uh, fooling your eye, it's almost like watching a magic trick yes. uh, on yep. film where you're looking for the seams and and you rarely find them. Yep. Uh, so as, like a, as a work of art, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't like any of these three movies. <laughs> And we'll we'll get into we'll get into uh, get into glass, glass a little later bit more specifically. Um, uh, but but like, let's, holy shit, let's, I was like falling asleep during uh, Unbreakable, oh, and, and yeah. even even Splits. Like some of its tense moments grabbed me, uh-huh. and I, I think the storytelling in Split was really well done. Yep. But God, I just didn't like it at all. So um, my first experience with uh, with the uh, apparently, and I just found this out literally. 
Apparently, this whole trilogy is being called the East Rail 177 trilogy, uh, which... Oh, that's because it's the... Yeah. Because it's based off of the yeah, train that the Bruce train. Willis, uh, uh, Mr. Dunn's The, the train that really set things in motion, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, my first experience was when it first came out in theaters. Um, I went to it... Was I in... I was either in New Mexico or Texas when this came out because I was down there visiting my grandma and my aunt and uncle, uh, and my bro- uh, my dad was there and my brother was there, uh, and we went to uh, my brother, my dad, or my dad and my uncle wanted to go see a movie and they wanted to take me and my brother to it, so we we all decided we wanted uh, we'd go to it and uh, we'd see Unbreakable because we'd all seen Sixth Sense, yeah, and we thought. This guy's a great director. It was a great movie. So let's go see this. We all went in and we all walked out extremely bored. Yeah. We were like, that was so damn long. Like, yeah. it was a waste of time. Yeah. Like, and at the age of that time, I wasn't so. I wasn't hip to what made great movies great or sure. good movies sure. good or bad movies bad. Like, yeah. I was pretty much on the frame of like, was it entertaining or not entertaining? To yeah, mindset. Yeah. Um, and to me, glad or sorry, Unbreakable was not entertaining. Right. There was like some cool things about it, but like for the most part, I was just like, I was bored. Yeah. Like, this is shit. Um, but then later on the down the road, like I started to realize like there was some genius things about yeah. how M Night wrote and directed that film. But overall, like as far as the entertainment piece and stuff like that. Not very entertaining. Right. Um, cool ideas. Um, I, in fact, I love the idea. This is this is something that I kind of got from it because it came out just after X Men, which some would argue is X Men as the uh, uh, jumping board for superhero films as we know them today. Gotcha. Because that kind of started the craze of Hollywood being like, "Oh, gotta buy that comic. Gotta yeah. buy that comic. Yeah. Gotta buy that yeah. comic property." So this was interesting because this took this predates all the Marvel movies except for the X Men series, um, and uh, it actually had a different view on how to deal with a superhero's origin. Um, instead of making it fantastical, which the X Men films did, and then the Marvel movies did, like Spider Man. Uh, well, Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, I mean, uh, Iron Man and stuff like that. They made it, uh, those films very much felt like a world that we do not exist in. Yeah, yeah. That it's actually an alternate world um, that these things are just Mm -hmm. accepted. Right. And And in a lot of the superhero movies, the way they uh, allow that sort of mirrored parallel universe, but it's very different, is Mm -hmm. by, you know basing New York City and then calling it Gotham. Yeah, instead, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Is that they really allow that separation between yeah. reality and fantasy. That's Whereas, DC, though, by the way. That's not Marvel. Thank you. Marvel's all based off of current geography. Really? Like real geography. So Wakanda. Except expl- for that. There's that a couple of different me. ones. There's a couple <laughs> of them. But, like, Iron Man. And isn't that, like, is it Guardians of the Galaxy in space? Yes, Okay. All right. I just have to accept that. There's, but like when you're dealing with America, like the superheroes in America, yeah, they don't come from like these odd so, cities. It's not like Metropolis is in place of Chicago. No, that's not right. 
Metropolis is in place of I can't remember, but Gotham's like supposed to be like Chicago or New York, right? Type yeah, thing. I think Metropolis is supposed to be more like New York. Okay, um, and Gotham's supposed to be more like more Chicago. like Chicago. But regardless, uh, in the Marvel universe, here we go on a segue uh, yeah. or on a tangent. Uh, in the Marvel universe, stop Spider- saying universe. Universe, <laughs> you, I cannot speak today. Hey, Rocky. Uh, so in the Marvel Universe, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, most of the Avengers, uh, God, what's, there's another big team. Oh, you're right, because they're yeah, all from Yeah, New they're York, all from, right. Which is kind of funny. Why is there so many crises in fucking New York City? Right. Should just be able to, like, they all group together and be like, Hey, fucko. Take care of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Move on to the next There should be no crime in New York with all those superheroes. With all those badass superheroes. Which has always kind of, like, bugged me. I'm like, I get it. Like, Marvel is from New York, so they, like, write what you know. Write the city you know. But, like, that's one edge that I think DC had over Marvel is the fact that, like, they really went all over the place with that. Like, the geography. But like a majority of the fights all happen in, in New, New York. York. Yeah, you're right. New York, by by the standards of how much damage superheroes do, New York should be fucking leveled <laughs> to the ground by now. Even just like just in Civil War alone, yeah, like, so much yeah. crap happened to that. It just yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So you're very right. So no wonder people are pissed off, man. Their whole city is fucking leveled to the ground. That's fair. I mean, again, we'll continue our tangent. Every time I see a movie like that, like I just recently watched watched, um, Infinity War for the first time. Uh And (laughs) since I don't have this like long lasting connection to all these superheroes. Yeah. uh, Spoiler alert. When Thanos kills half of them. Yeah. And then like half the universe dies and half the planet's killed and all that. I'm like, geez. You know, this is probably going to really screw the economy at first and then do wonders for the <laughs> world. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. That's like, that's the kind of genius behind Thanos. Like, yeah, he wasn't a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. Yeah. He was a bad guy. He was guy. like taking one for the team. He was taking one for the team. Like, yeah. Uh, like, if it included wiping himself out, like, sure. I, he would have done yeah. it. Yeah. He was willing to sacrifice anything to save the universe. Yeah. In yeah. his mind, that was the only way to save the universe. I, I think they based that off Bill Burr's comedy special that came out a few years ago. That was like no, 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 no. mid two thousands when he said the 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 solution to this world is a lot of people gotta die. Yeah, we gotta kill half the population and then watch how everything just gets progressively better after we lose half our population. Here's the comic book nerd on me. Uh, I love Bill Burr, but fuck no. That's Than- not where they got so it. So Bill from. Burr got it from Thanos. Possibly the the, the comic, the yeah, Infinity the comic, comic was... uh, the Infinity Gauntlet series came back like out in the eighties or nineties. So, so tell me this, Twitch. Yeah, is so in that comic. Uh huh. Does Thanos actually kill half the? Superheroes? Oh yeah, yeah, he does a snap. So do you know what happens in Endgame? No, no, no. Do no, people he, know what happens in there's Endgame? There's people that theorize what happens in Endgame. There's a couple of different theories, so, but like if it was based off the comics, so it but, is. But Endgame's its own thing. It's not a comic, or is no. It's it's probably going to have some ties to the comic series. It's, there's just no comic called Avengers Endgame. No, not comic. that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, but here here's here's to give you an idea. So even though like 
the movies themselves, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and even other superhero films, DC uh, DC films, they are very much so based off of the comics. And a lot of stuff that you see off there is storylines that come from the comics But they just kind of a la carte pick and choose. Exactly. Exactly. So there's certain iconic things that, like... Do seem like fan service to an extent, but you would be doing a di- huge disservice to that to, character right. to not include sure. things like that. Like okay. the snap is one of them. <clears throat> that was a big part of Thor's hammer and stuff like that. Sure, um, you know, like certain things that would be a disservice to those characters, but um, are a little fan servicey. But but I mean, still th- those hard. are kind of super fan servicey. Yeah, um, but in order for you won't know exactly how the story is going to end until you see the the actual film itself. Okay. Gotcha. Like you could, but it's you, probably going to have many ties to the comics. We just don't know possibly. What ties well, going to be. I don't think so because the person that actually kills Thanos in the books is Adam Warlock, and we haven't seen Adam Warlock as a character yet. Gotcha. He's and been it would kind of be stupid at. to introduce him in the last yeah he's been hinted at at the end of guardians of the galaxy actually he's been hit hinted at twice okay um so at the maybe end, not in, he's not going to be an end game i know you that for think? a fact no, no no okay he he would have been if he guardians of the galaxy like, volume three comes out adam warlock is possibly going to be, be in that he's he would most likely be okay. in that as the uh, antagonist. But, but if he was going to be in Avengers, he probably would have showed up in Infinity War. He would have showed up in Infinity War or earlier. Right. So I think that... There's been four Avengers, correct? The Yes. Endgame will be the fourth? Endgame will be the fourth gotcha. Avengers film. Um, Captain Marvel... We should just rename this one Avengers yeah. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going so off the, off the rails on But this. I really just don't want to talk about Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one last thought, one last thought, and then we'll get back to it. So, uh, Captain Marvel is coming out before the Avengers film. And Captain Marvel's a woman. Captain Marvel is a woman. Is that retcon, or has she always been a woman? No, she's always been a woman. Okay. She was originally known as Miss Marvel. I read that comic, but that's, I read the you, she, when she's the. Uh, that's the new version. Okay, of the new Captain version. Marvel. That's like ethnically they brought diverse. back. They brought back Carol Danvers. Okay. In that Miss Marvel universe that you're reading, um, but Has she always been from an Indian. No, 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 no. Okay. Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, Daryl Carol Danvers. Yeah. She was American citizen, like white female, okay. that was a Air Force test pilot. Gotcha. Um, and uh, she was a part of the Kree army. Um, the super soldiers essentially that were, uh, set out to protect the universe, or protect something. Sure. I'm, I'm not super, uh, fluent in Captain Marvel. I just know bits and pieces and okay. stuff. Um, I know the rogue series or rogue cap X-Men Captain Marvel type sure. stuff really well. But as far as like Captain Marvel as a standalone anyways, so she is supposed to be, the most powerful being in the superhero, the Marvel realm, I believe. Uh, okay, she's up there. She's one she's of the most ass, powerful, yeah. least. She's probably in like the top ten. Who so would be she, the top ten? Aren't uh, they all pretty equal. Isn't the point of like, no? They're not all equal. So, like, if you just pitted them all up against each other, there would be definite winners. There would be definite winners for sure. Like, if you put Captain Marvel against, like, let's say. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. 
Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel would win probably. What does Miss Marvel have that Cap doesn't? <clears throat> she has uh, galactic powers. She oh, has cosmic that helps, powers, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Whereas Steve Rogers, Captain America, he's just a buff guy. He's just steroids. a buff guy with uh, yeah, with steroids <laughs> with a essentially. Steroids. So uh, uh, and a cool shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but okay. So Captain Marvel, she's being set up. She'll most likely be the one that is able to beat Thanos. So she's going to come in in Endgame. She is going to be in Endgame. Oh, she already sure. is in Endgame. Yep, it's, that's for sure. Okay. They tease her at the very end teaser in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Gotcha. The things that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this movie was all yep. right. So anyways, back to, back to Unbreakable. Back to Unbreakable. Um, uh, so yeah, Unbreakable feels like one of the cool things that I like about it is it feels like it's in our world. Yes. Like it's making it yeah. look, uh, uh, it's given us idea of like, what would happen if there were superhumans against uh, in our world? Like they would question, like the the people that are the superhumans would question whether this is real or not. Yeah, um, yeah, and they would not know what to do with their powers really and stuff like sure. that. Um, I we'll talk about glass after the break, but I just I really prefer how they did it in glass to compare it to Unbreakable, and maybe that's just difference <clears throat> in time. Yeah, and you know. M. Knight's uh, abilities have, you know, matured over that time. Mm-hmm. He's written a lot more uh, crap since then. Uh, he's he's had some winners and some losers yep. since then. I think he had time to feel that out. But I think the message of that realism is a lot more, um, I think tangent is the right word, yeah. in, in glass than it is in Unbreakable. Whereas Unbreakable just kind of feels like it's like Die Hard on a train. <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> yeah i i could see how you would you would make that correlation but yeah, yeah. it's i and then I, there's sam l jackson which is cool did you know that sam l jackson if you google sam l jackson he comes up with sam oh really just sam that's not funny. l jackson just sam okay yeah yeah did i did not know that i found that out when i was doing a little research uh for <laughs> for the for this podcast the other day i was like looking at the cast and I saw his face and saw Sam. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the? That, like, broke my mind for a second. Yeah. So, like, did he, did he, does he have someone who's, is he like, do you get to a certain point where, of fame, where when you Google them, you can put in whatever you want to be known as? I have no idea. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I've just always known him as either Sam L. Jackson or Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, I think I call him Sam L. Or I think I actually call him Samuel L. Jackson. But, I call Sam L. Jackson, not Samuel. But if you Google him, he's just Sam. Not L. Jackson, not Samuel, yeah. Sam. Maybe, I don't know. It's weird. He's iconic. He's he, an iconic guy. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So with uh, going right into it, Split. Split. I absolutely love Split. Did you really? I loved it. Every I, aspect of it. I loved Split in the same way that I loved bohemian rhapsody okay where it was like the performance was great performances the story was the story was lackluster lackluster. in my opinion and i've heard really great things about the story i think the twist ending was really great and emotional and impactful Mm. um with uh what's what's her fuzz being uh casey being an abuse survivor yeah like i love i love the mystery in those kinds of movies especially in split where you can figure it out on your own before yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those cheap things that's like, ha ha, you know, like, 
Oh, I we called brought, it. We brought Jon Snow back from the dead. Yeah. I bet you didn't see that coming. And yeah. it's like, well, fuck you for doing that. Yeah. But in, you know, Unbreakable, or sorry, I'm still I'm still thinking about Unbreakable. <laughs> in Split, you can you can work it out from the get go that it's like, okay, she's an abuse survivor, and you can kind of piece together who yeah. did it and all of that. Um, oh, as soon as I saw her uncle, I was like, yep. That's the fucker that diddled, diddled her. But you have to like admit that diddled. That's not a good. Word. It's what he did. It's what he did. The diddler. That's his supervillain name. <laughs> the diddler. <laughs> this incredibly offensive podcast is brought to you by. Hey, you know we're not we're not we're not you know we're talking about fictional characters. We're talking about fictional characters in a fictional movie. Anyway, um, but you have to appreciate how they like subverted expectations. No, no, I, like, I, I agree that like they even if you're master film things. man, yeah. Um, but it was you know like I, I, I'm happy that he didn't full fall, full in what he's done in the past with with some of his previous films. Where like there's a buildup where everything seemed normal. And then all of a sudden, like there's a big twist. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, everything that we thought is subverted. Like, right. It's the story that we thought we were telling ourselves or watching is not really is, what happened. Right. Is in, you're um, incorrect on that. You know, yeah. uh, which, you know, with certain things, like when you subvert the expectation so much and it feels so far out of left field, you're left feeling like you've been gypped. Like you've been, uh, yeah, you've been, uh, like uh you've been played you've been played yeah it's like with false advertisement it's like it's too exactly good to that's really good deal. yeah that's that's a good example yep um so yeah but i i think in split they they did a really good job with with that where it's not like where um that whole i guess you could say it's a main plot but it's kind of a subplot just because mm-hmm. of all the other shit that's going on in that movie it's definitely a subplot but it is uh but as that's far as, but that's the twist that's it's, the it's twist. not like it's not like this cra- you could you could argue that the beast is because he's like talked about with mythic mm-hmm. uh sort of uh viewpoints from the characters where yeah. he's like this um above all creature and i think that what that does to you while you're watching is you're like Okay, either they're overselling it and it's not going to be like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so you're like, so you kind of get that expectation, and then when you really see what it's like, yep, it's, it's that's really cool because it meets all the expectations of what the character said yeah. the beast was capable of doing. But even that's not really like a like a plot twist. No, it's it was that's that's setting something up and then paying it off. No, the biggest know, twist out of the entire is movie definitely the yeah is the the idea that the biggest twist out of that movie is the fact that it's a sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah. That was absolutely. the biggest twist in yeah. that film. Yeah. Cuz you know the twist with the with Casey most people saw that coming sure. like as soon as you see that uncle and the way he's talking with her um and just What the, about the zoo? The zoo? Did you see that coming? Yeah, not really. Cuz again that's another one of those things where like there's clues, you could figure it out There throughout. is clues for sure, but it wasn't like it was like it didn't change the story. Right, no, like not it didn't at all. do anything to yeah. like change it or that's true. like it kind of gave it added like oh that's why he's the beast yeah that's yeah. why he thinks he's this way right type thing or that's why he is this way yeah so like it was that was you know what it was um, but the molestation and then the idea that 
her and Kevin Wendell Crumb are pretty much similar characters. Name. It is a dumb name, but you know, it's like it's like you ever think of uh, Len- Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, his name is Leonard Kravitz. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of lame when you yeah. say the full thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth uh, Wendell Crumb. Uh, he it's Kevin Wendell Crumb, but like it phonetically fits though, right? Oh yeah. So Absolutely. and I think I think uh, that uh, M Night Shyamalan writes characters like that. David Dunn. Yeah, uh, totally. What's Casey's name? Casey. Uh, Casey. Um, Casey Cook. Uh, Elijah Price. They all like phonetically. Yeah, they sound, they sound like, good. Sound good. Yeah. So he's pretty good with naming his characters. Um, that, except for Ong, fuck you. <laughs> well, you didn't name him. <laughs> he renamed him, is what he did. Here's somebody, your... somebody on the cast just could not pronounce it, so they're like, "Fuck it, I guess we're." No, going he for wanted Ong. to be more. Uh, he wanted to be more um, respectful to the. That's right. To the that's ethnicity right. of the name, but it's like, then why cast a white dude? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so uh, split, I really enjoyed. Split, I give like a six out of ten for. Which would, is pretty modest for I would or give pretty it generous seven, for me. Seven. Considering I didn't like it. Yeah. And still giving it a six out of ten. I, I'll watch James McAvoy do those uh personalities all day long. Oh my god. The his acting is insanely good. It is so I've always liked Jake's J- Jake McAvoy. James McAvoy. Uh um, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He was in uh he plays Professor X. Yeah. Um, oh, he yeah. Was in, uh, he was in Shameless, the British version of Shameless. Okay. The I, original I version never, of Shameless. I haven't even seen the new Shameless. Um, he's been in... Uh, Wasn't Patrick Stewart Professor X? Yeah, he was the original one, but which James... is amazing. Um, What else has he been in that I loved? Um. Wanted, he was absolutely amazing and wanted. Um, that's where a lot of people started to see James McAvoy sure. pop up and stuff like that. Um, Did he win anything for Split? I don't think so. Damn, that's unfortunate. Um, I don't think it got nominated for anything. That doesn't surprise so. me, but if uh, if anything, I, if anything, I think it would have been like a bow rap where it's like, okay, best actor for sure. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's... That split, and I thought that it was a great. I thought it was good, cool that it fit into the world of Unbreakable. Sure. As far as being an actual sequel and stuff like that, I don't think like the stories weren't really connected at all. Right. I don't know if you can call it a sequel so much as you can call it like a second film in the universe. So, but it did lead to some excitement that there was like, oh, we're gonna see more of this. Yeah. Um, because immediately after that film came out, like the talks of a third film were pretty high and stuff like that. And then when you did see Split come out? Split came out in twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. That's yep. what I thought. Um. Geez. Yeah. So I really missed out on Split. Yeah. So like with. When they decided to uh, bring out Glass, I was super excited because I loved Samuel L. Jackson as Elijah Price in Unbreakable. Sure. He was probably my absolute favorite part about that film. Uh, Played this great character that had such a crazy flaw 
Um, and is flaw of being like un or breakable and stuff like that. Incredibly uh, breakable. Incredibly yeah. breakable. And like his psyche was just so fucked up, but he was a super genius. Yeah. Um, and a desperate, like desperate to find his, uh, his opposite in the world. Yeah, and, and just like a super comic book nerd, which is cool. Which is so great of a villain. Yeah. Like, he played the perfect villain totally. and stuff like that. Um, Samuel Jackson, I mean, props to him. I've seen him in a lot of movies, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit of movies. Um, but I just think he does he does a really great job acting. The most recent film, uh, Glass Excluded and, and Unbreakable Excluded, that I saw with him in was The Hateful Eight. Oh yeah, such a yeah, good movie. Yeah, the hell out of that. Yeah, um, you can't go wrong with uh, with Quentin and uh, Sam L. Jackson. Even though I think Hateful Eight was uh, one of his lesser favorite. It's definitely films. not one of his higher liked ones. But it's, I think that what the reason that 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 is is because it's long. It's super long, and its pacing it's is so weird. slow and yeah. weird, especially with the beginning because the front end of it. If you, as you're looking at it, like if you're just a casual viewer, nothing happens in that first half. Right. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, hatefully, it was actually on an airplane. Um, okay. And I remember really loving it, but it was mm-hmm. like, it felt like the longest airplane ride ever. Yes. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, nothing happens this movie in that first is long. Half. Yeah. And then it's the second the half where and all and the hours. action and stuff. Yeah. But that first half is just building up those characters and the tension between them. And the result of that is that the, the second half is far Explosively more tense. Explosively. Yeah. Yeah. Violent in that second. Absolutely. Half. Yeah. So that, uh, the, and I love that film. It's a great I, film. I love that film. Yeah. It definitely takes me like some building up to watch it because, cause you know, it's ahead. Yeah. I know it's, it's yeah. going to be a hill that I got to climb. <laughs> um, so with glad, uh, getting back to it, um, Everybody was super pumped with Glass. I was super pumped for it because uh, I get to see James McAvoy being Kevin again, yeah. being those 24 different uh, personalities. Um, and then I get to see Sam L. Jackson pick up as Elijah Price again. So I was on board with it. Bruce Willis playing David Dunnigan. Great. Yeah, I, I've i kind of fallen off the Bruce Willis train sure. a long time ago. Pretty much as soon as I saw... He was doing uh, uh, a ninth die, die Hard, hard. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth Die Hard. I was like, Bruce Willis. Sorry, mm, Chief. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I, I could care less about you. And plus, <laughs> he's such a dickhole on sets. Is he? Apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's gotten, he's gotten to that point where his ego is like so inflated. Yeah. Like, he's like, fuck off, director. I'm going to just come he's in like, here he's and like do that, my thing. He's like that guy from uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Diet Coke. And then one just like appears. Yeah. So he's an egomaniac guy and you know like he's when he signs on to a film like I do like Bruce Willis when he signs on to a film that he's really into yeah and that he really puts his best foot forward sure. like when he uh did uh Wes Anderson's uh Moonlight Kingdom oh my god was he Moonlight amazing Kingdom was great um but all these other films and stuff that he does like the ones that are straight to DVD on demand and stuff. He phones it in like no other. Yeah. He's just yeah. getting a paycheck. That's all he's doing. Totally. So, uh, with glass went into it. 
high expectations. Did you really though? You had high expectations. For I the went. Last. I went in because I thought Split was so damn good. Yeah, that's fair. That I was like, okay, we're gonna see M Night like bring it home with yeah. this last one, and it didn't do a damn so, thing. So before uh, we get into our non-spoiler review of yeah. it, um, what are the What's the public's reaction to this movie? So this is this is the fun shit that I've been looking up. In. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited for this. So uh, with uh, Glass, um, it is. Uh, oh my god! Did I no? I got it up here. So with Glass, uh, the uh, critics of the film on Rotten Tomato have given it a whopping thirty six percent. Ooh! So with Splits. Uh, he got seventy seven percent certified fresh. Sure, Unbreakable's got a sixty nine percent. So it's definitely which in, considering an M night movie, that's pretty great. Yeah. You know? Um. So he's definitely dropped. It's not obviously his lowest. His lowest one is Last Airbender. <laughs> I don't think anybody could get. <laughs> I don't know. think any films lower than that. <laughs> Actually, uh, I heard that uh, Holmes and Watson, the uh, oh the new John Will C. Riley Will Ferrell film. Got originally when it came out, whopping zero percent, zero percent. I think it's up to like five percent now. Oh but, man, is it out yeah. yet on Holmes and is it out on DVD and yeah. stuff? I don't know. I I can't imagine it lasted. Join it's us next week, ladies and gentlemen. What do we talk? Fuck about? no. <laughs> I okay. Side note. I love John C. Riley. I think he's a fantastic actor. He's done a yeah. lot of great movies. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus is one of my absolute favorites of his. Um, Will Ferrell, not a huge fan of Will sure. Ferrell's. I loved it when he was on SNL. I love his comedy. Um, I like it. I like him a lot in Elf. I think yeah, that Stranger is- Than Fiction is one of my uh, all-time faves as films. But most of his movies that he's in, I cannot fucking get into them. This is kind of an inside joke, um, fans of the show. Uh, what I'm about to say, but I like Will Ferrell because he just reminds me of Josh so much. Oh yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. They, like they look alike and they have the same kind of personality. Yes. Uh, although you know, Will's a little bit more over the top than Josh is. But yeah. I that's like I don't really even like Elf that much, but I just oh, I just sacrilege. Like, I know, I know. I just like um, <laughs> especially to Josh. I know. That's his favorite. <laughs> this is like that's favorite his favorite movie Will Ferrell movie. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just like the idea of Will Ferrell more than I like Will Ferrell. Yes, I I could I could and I, dig I, that. I, I mean, I don't think anyone was surprised that that movie did shitty because as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I was like, yikes! Yeah, <laughs> that is not gonna. Well, be great. everybody was everybody was thinking it was gonna be a stepbrother situation. Yeah, like at least it would have been funny. Or Talladega, Talladega Nights because they're both in Talladega Nights. Talladega too. Nights pretty funny. I'll go that. I'm gonna go faster, nope. Bobby. <laughs> Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, uh, Ron Burgundy, New Anchorman, Anchorman. All oh, hate the. I uh, hate I've all never of seen them. the Anchorman. I but, hate uh, all of them. I loved, I loved Ricky Bobby. Although I, the last time I saw it was probably ten years ago, so I don't really remember if I loved Ricky Bobby. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, um, Glass not doing good. Apparently, it's got a 76 percent thumbs up from the the viewers, the people that watch it and stuff like that, um, which is pretty typical. Like yeah. it might go drop down. It might, might get higher yeah. on that rating and stuff. But I, I agree with the critics. I, I think it's it deserved 36%. Yeah, it was, uh, when I, when I saw the trailer, uh, come out m- many months ago, 
I remember being extraordinarily confused. Okay. <laughs> because I had only seen trailers of Split, and uh, I had never heard of Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I see Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Sam Jackson yeah. <laughs> all in a film, and I'm like, isn't that the isn't that the split guy who was climbing up the walls in the trailer and yeah. he was kidnapping <laughs> girls and then now they're like in prison together? Yeah, I, was yeah, like I was like so <laughs> beyond confused. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is are yeah. they is it like you remember when they used to do uh Disney crossovers where it was like uh they would do like two shows to on one set for a day? Yes. Like uh like uh, that's so Raven did Sweet Life of Zach and Cody for a day. Uh-huh. That's how I thought this was. Is that oh. it was just like it was just like Warner Brothers were like, let's just get like three of these really successful films and uh-huh. then mash them together yeah. and put them in the. That's how I saw that as. Yeah. Up until the point, I had incredibly low expectations and I was still disappointed. Yeah, it's film. it. It definitely did not. It did not live up to the hype. It did not live up to what it could have been yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, because the setup was there to like take it in a definitely new direction. And even set up a possible franchise uh, series for M. Night Shyamalan. Sure. And he may do that. I hope he doesn't, but he may do that. Yeah. Um, but it could have been it could have been a nice new direction for him to take things. Uh, especially in the idea that like these films, like if it they have the same feel as Unbreakable did, where it feels yeah. like, except for one thing at the end of Glass, which we'll talk about, which I'm fucking bugs the hell out of me. Uh, they all feel like they're set in our world. Yeah, that this is this is this could be real. This could actually happen. We could actually know somebody that is actually a superhero and right. stuff like that. It makes it feel very grounded. That is something different from the Avengers films, from the DC films and stuff like that. So I really liked that. And I, I, I really was hoping for that. Totally. That possibility of maybe having a franchise where we have superhero films that feel like they could actually be a part of our world. So, so yeah, um, let's uh, go into our first break, our only break. And uh, first of seven, first of seven breaks. We're sellouts now. Um, Buy our shit. <clears throat> Uh, and then we'll come back to Spoiler Zone. Spoiler Zone, yeah, and then some future talk at the end. So we'll be right back. All right, for this week's ad break, uh, there is no ad as usual. Uh, we are going to do our recommendations. My recommendation for this week is... Hot Ones on YouTube put out by First We Feast. I am sure that probably all of you that listen to us have heard about Hot Ones, have watched Hot Ones, um, and currently enjoy Hot Ones. I've been I have been on a kick. Luke's apparently not heard of it. Uh, I have been on a kick watching these, and basically the idea of is it. Uh, it's hosted by Sean Evans, who brings in these uh, guests that are celebrities, uh, people that are, you know, relatively famous that we know uh, from all across the board. And he brings them in. And the idea of the show is it's hot questions with even hotter wings. So the guests come on 
And as Sean Evans does the interview, the guests have to eat wings with that get progressively hotter and hotter and hotter over time. Uh, and the questions that he gives, he doesn't just do softball, like typical interview. Like if you're watching a, 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 uh, interview for a movie from two of the stars, they usually get softball questions. Like what was the hardest thing to film? Like what were your motivations as a character going into this? No, Sean Evans goes into a deep dive into the history of the, the, uh, people that his guests that come on he asks him everything of like so what was it like breaking your leg in the sixth grade how did that like affect you going forward or like here's this picture of you that you put on instagram of you kissing a uh uh life-size version of the pillberry doze boy uh like What's the story behind that? So he gets in these really great conversations with these people. And part of the cool thing is that you get to see them suffer as they're eating these wings. And Sean Evans eats the wings right alongside of them. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you go check it out. They do interviews with Bill Burr. They do interviews with uh, Natalie Portman. Um, uh, Their big one, their new one uh, for their latest season, which is the eighth season, is Gordon Ramsay. Uh, which is an awesome, awesome interview. Uh, he gives them shit for uh, the wings that they prepare. Uh, and they also tells them like this sauce is shit or this sauce is great. Um, and it's, it's awesome. So go check it out. Uh, go to YouTube and just type in hot ones or go to uh, type in first we feast and you'll find the channel. That was a hot ad break Twitch. Oh, snap. <laughs> Okay, so for my recommendation this week, many of you may know me uh, by uh, as a reader. I'm a big reader, and I'm going to recommend an actual book to you all that is coming out at the end of this month, February 26th. It is from Amy Kaufman, who's a young adult writer, and I will address the problem right now that I hate young adult books, absolutely loathe them. And my problem is I keep accidentally buying books that I think are going to be adult fiction and turn out to be young adult fiction, and then I've wasted 12 bucks on this book that I now hate just right off the get-go because it's a young adult fiction. Don't get, don't get him wrong, though. He loves Twilight. I adore Twilight. Very good series. I read it twice a night. <laughs> Amy Kaufman's new book series is called Elementals, and one of the things that is really helping me go into this series is that I'm already aware that it's going to be young adult. So I'm reading a bunch of gritty adult fiction right now at the beginning of the month so that at the end of the month I'm ready for something a little softer and more lighthearted. The reason I'm really excited for this Elementals is the first book of the series that comes out on the 26th is called Ice Wolves. And it looks like Avatar The Last Airbender in book form, and I could not be more excited for it. So you guys should go check it out. I think it's like an $8 uh, uh, um, pre-order that you can do. I've got it already loaded on my Kindle, so on the 28th I can just – or the 26th I can just sit down and read it. It looks really cool. It's like it's like if Game of Thrones met Avatar The Last Airbender is, is what I seem to see from the, the description of the show. Just keep in mind it's young adult, so it's probably going to have a stupid love story and nothing edgy is going to happen at all. But it looks really interesting, so check it out. Back to the show, I guess. Back to the show. All right, welcome back. We are going into spoiler territory. So if you've not seen Glass yet, uh, you may want to wait until uh, it comes out on DVD. You to be perfectly to. honest. Uh, 
Or like torrent it. I'm sure it's already for free somewhere on the it's, internet. It's already it's been like scammed, pirated. IPhone, iPhone 3G took a video of it. It's like 720p. At yeah, 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 a frame a second, but you could probably see it right now. Yeah, so uh, we're in spoiler territory, and for the second time in spoiler territory since we started doing this, I get to say everyone dies and mean it. Yeah, it's true. I, know. I say that every time we enter spoiler territory as a joke, and this is the second time <laughs> I actually get to mean it. Everyone dies, and it's dumb. It is. It's really it is. bad. There was it's, no reason for him to kill yeah, them all. It's poorly and, and handled. We will we'll go through it. Uh, yeah, I want to wait to get to like the death stuff uh until we get towards the end because that's where my big beef with a lot of this happens yeah uh, the whole fucking twist pissed me off so so yeah. so bad yeah um so into into the spoiler zone so with glass uh it is a story of uh Elijah Price, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, and David Dunn uh both res- all respectively their superhero names is Mr. Glass for uh, Sam L. Jackson's character, The Horde for uh, Jam- James McAvoy's character, and the Overseer, which I actually thought was a pretty good uh, uh, name for uh, Bruce Willis's character. Yeah, yeah, I like um, the because name. they didn't give him a superhero name in Unbreakable. Yeah. And it's it's it, I agree with you. It's very vigilante. Yes. Yes. The more we talk about, it, the more I realize that um, that. Shyamalan's really good at naming things. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he really he, is. He's got good names. Um, so they uh uh it's at a time where uh uh Kevin Wendell Crumb is still on the loose uh or the beast is still on the loose uh kidnapping young girls and feasting on their flesh apparently um which is not a euphemism he's actually eating he's them he's actually not, eating not, them not in like a sexual <clears throat> way just just straight up he's just them. straight up putting his mouth right down on their stomach and ripping their flesh from their bones yeah which i mean you know if you want people to like you, that's not necessarily no, the way to not, do it. But I guess really. it's a reasonable response to people who don't like you. No. And uh, David Dunn, uh, the overseer, he is on. Uh, he is in. He has been aged, but he's still the superhero, unbreakable guy. He's fighting crime, uh, looking out for the little guys and ladies. Um, yeah, kind of like a like a um, cybersecurity salesman by yep. day, vigilante by night, yep. kind of. And it's nothing big like you know, see in the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like, no, they're still questioning like whether he's really son. doing this, but like they're looking for him, but he's not like public enemy number yeah. one. Yeah, uh, to tell you about it, he's like talked about on Reddit. That's, yeah, <laughs> he's he doesn't have he doesn't yeah. have anything bigger than that going on. Um, we're introduced to his son who is still around uh, from the first morning. Yeah, original cast. Like I gotta I say love that. that they I, cast everybody from the original yep. films. Yeah, um, yeah, even so, Mama Glass. Uh, so we uh, we see his son is actually working as uh, Overwatch. What that com- uh, commonly the person in the chair is considered Overwatch in the yeah. superhero world. Yeah. Um, so he's actually tracking where his dad needs to go and finding out all the information about the buildings that he's going into. Um, and uh, David Dunn, the overseer, is trying to track down the horde. Yes. Um, yeah, like a very uh, like person of interest kind of related yeah. from that show. So person of interest. He tracks down where the horde's at, goes and battles uh, the beast, and uh, they both get picked up by the fuzz. Yeah, the that fight was cool. That was it was that really was a really cool. cool fight. Yeah, between the beast and uh, and the overseer, there there were just uh, there are some weird CG effects that I uh, that 
already yeah. started a show yep. there. Like when the beast picks up the desk, the table. Yes. Like, yeah. Yikes. Jeez. You spent 20 bucks on that. Like, Dude, well, they only had a shit. budget of $20 million only split. Yeah. Well, here you're looking at like, I know. Avengers had $250 million. That's fair. That's fair. So like they have the money to spend on yes. CGI split only had $9 million production budget. Really? Yeah. It was super low budget. Jeez. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed it either. I would have yeah. thought it would add at least 20. Jeez. They should have given all, nine. they should have given all 9 million to McAvoy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, uh, Anyways, they get picked up by the fuzz, and lo and behold, they actually got to go to a psychiatric facility, which is actually pretty common in the comic book world. Like, yeah, oh, the villains yeah. and Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, they all go to psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of that was kind of cool, like a nice little nod to superhero Typical, lore yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and they are being uh, going to be treated by Sarah Paulson's character, um, Doctor. Ellie Staple uh, is a person that's going to convince them that they are actually not superheroes yes. that or they don't have superpowers. Played by that one chick from American Horror Story yes. who does a nutty good job. Yep. Um, so I was really on board with that. Like she's playing this doctor that I I figured it was going to be a doctor that finds out that oh shit they actually do have superpowers. Right. Um, and when I it really, turns out from the get go she did. Yeah. But. So, uh, the thing that pissed me off right off the bat is that... Well, before you do oh. that, they teed this movie off really well. They did. That, like, first 20 minutes is is, is next to perfect. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I was, very I was well into done. it. I, I was curious as to what yep. the story would be. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you know the direction it's heading with, and, yep. and you like it. You're yes. like, okay, I can't wait to see how you know yep. things unfold from here. And then things quickly... As soon as they get inside that psychiatric facility... It just goes downhill from yeah. there. Yeah, it gets super long and boring. Feels very much so like unbreakable at that point. Right. And as soon as they bring up uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, I, I immediately was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. He's catatonic. Yeah. For eighty percent of that movie, absolutely. And the movie is named after and, him. And the thing is that bothers me <laughs> is that he's faking being catatonic. Yeah. He's not really catatonic. <laughs> Like, he's faking the whole fucking yeah, he's time. Faking the whole time. The, the like you said, the the movie, the namesake of the movie is absent, other than just looking at him. He's yeah. like a, he's like a painting for half the movie. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, <laughs> he sits there all vegetative, like just got a little dumb look, yeah, drool hanging out. And stuff. Eyes go looking in two different yeah. directions for half the movie, and you're like, oh, this is glass. Yeah. So I was so pissed and upsetting because we lose out on that great dialogue. From uh, Elijah yeah. Price, which is very smart dialogue. Yeah, uh, he's super charming. Yeah, he's super intelligent, well yeah. thought, like and calculating. Like he's fucking catatonic, and that's what he's calculating. That everybody just sees him as a dumb dumb type yeah. thing. Like, what's what's really the fun of that? Right. Like, and there's no like real like movement of that character we don't see get to see the genius and him like switching the pills out for the aspirin that's fine whatever but again you don't need that to take an hour you know yeah. what i mean like that reveal can happen almost like the next scene yes you can have one scene of him being catatonic and then have one of the guards be like god this guy's useless 
and then leave. And then you see him like open his thing, take out some baby aspirin, pour it in and switch it out. Yeah. And then you can see him like get up and stretch his legs or yep. something. And then, you know, at least that. And yeah. it's, I fell asleep a couple times. Actually, when we were watching, when you were watching you it, be, <laughs> did, you really? did you not notice it at all? <laughs> I totally passed out a couple times, so I didn't even notice the aspirin switching out thing. I I noticed it when he when he snuck out and he went into uh, uh, the hordes room to talk to them. Like I knew that, and when he was like uh, teasing uh, David, like I I caught that stuff. But like some of it, I was just like, "That is so funny that you fell asleep during the movie." Yeah. So you fell asleep during this and Han Solo. Two movies yeah, on the podcast dude. you snoozed oh, on. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever fallen. You know, like that, that like, I guess like cliche, you, you like get all snuggled up on the couch at uh-huh. midnight to watch a movie to fall asleep to? I can't do that. Oh, I don't think really? I've ever fallen asleep to a movie in my life. Oh, that's You can funny. keep me up until 2 a.m. and I haven't slept a wink in like 17 hours and I could sit down and watch like. I could watch Unbreakable twice and not fall asleep. Oh man, I am I'm one of those people that totally can fall asleep during did, the movie and stuff like that. And it usually has to be a movie that's like Unbreakable and stuff that I'm just like Or Glass, or apparently. Glass, or Han Solo. Uh, or apparently. Han Solo. Surprised uh, me that you fell asleep during Han Solo, because Han Solo is a pretty adventurous movie. I mean, it's a it's shit a lot of, movie though. It's, it's <laughs> the story is so not like straightforward and so cliche and I didn't even want a solo film. I was fine with Harrison being the only solo. There was right. so much going in that film was working against me staying awake. Anyways, so yeah, I've fallen asleep in quite a few movies. Well, Man, I shouldn't I say quite a few. That. If it's an entertaining film that got gets me like on my edge of my seat, That's or fine. Like, story is absolutely amazing and engaging. Like, yeah, all for it. But if, it, but if it's it. anything less, nap anything time. less, it's like free. I need to do. I need to do some jumping jacks, get some <laughs> blood moving. Be that awkward asshole just stands up right in front of the movie, like uh, 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 sit the fuck down, guys. Like hey, I'm getting my cardio in, asshole. <laughs> Trying to stay awake. <laughs> so yeah, I fell asleep during it a couple times, um, and nothing got better with it. Like yeah, it's true. Like even like I loved Casey in in Split. I love Casey in more ways than one. I think she's a cutie. Yeah. Um. I think you should go after her, man. Yeah. yeah. So after I get uh, Noah Ringer on here, I can use him to get to because because oh my God, Noah Ringer has an inside with Shyamalan. That's right. Oh shoot. Be like, hey buddy, like uh, I want to talk to you about our old uh, uh, Taekwondo <laughs> days. And then kid, and then I'll kidnap him with, yes. with multiple personalities, and the, to get to Casey, just to there you just go, to, just to there get a go. girlfriend. Uh, and, but you will be eating her flesh in a different way. Oh Jesus! <laughs> sorry, it was too easy. It's too easy. I'm sorry, Casey. On the nose uh, joke. Now so she'll never noise. come on the show. Uh, I apologize very much, Anya Taylor uh, Joy. Uh, that was a rude joke of me. Now she'll now she'll never come on. She'll the show. never come on. I did not mean it. It was for literally that, a joke for that reason alone. <sighs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> um. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then and then the end. Then it's, the end. It it. So, I. 
I was so when when Sarah Paulson uh, was going to David and convincing him that he wasn't a superhero was really like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Bruce Willis's character is going to believe the fact that he's not a superhero. Right. Like we saw it in the first movie in Unbreakable. Yeah. He did. He survived a train crash. The only one. The yeah. only one. No scratch on a right. on his entire body. Yeah. The entire thing. Uh, he did some miraculous things in the other one. He he uh, could lift uh, 350 pounds worth of weights with really no, no problem. Yeah, like zero effort. Yeah. Um, in this movie. You have this guy that is ultra, like, uh, uh, strength, uh, has ultra strength too. Picks up this solid metal table, tosses it at you, and you catch it midair. Right. And then toss it back across the room. And that's like, that's, that's just, not superhuman. Yeah, that's like, just, that's just another average day. Yeah. Well, she knew it was poor CG, I think is what it was. That's what she it saw was. the video and was like, "Yikes!" She's like, "That so, table's not this, even did real." Someone do this on Movie Maker. <laughs> it's obviously these people aren't obviously aren't superheroes. So you yourself know you can do that shit, and I'm sure that like in between that. Oh, and also the fact that like when he touches people, he gets vision of the shit that they've yeah, done wrong. And she's like, she she sciences that away. I feel like it's what. So she, she's like, yeah, you saw all these clues. You, you, he was wearing red, and he was an adult acting like a child, and the metal was old, so he could have bent the metal. It's like God, ah, yeah. So frustrating. it's frustrating. It was one of those things. Where, like that was unbelievable. It was like M Night. Come on, man. Like that was you're breaking the rules of your own game here, yeah. type thing. Uh, it's. Like, I get it. If you're going to try and make him question, like, whether he's a superhero or not, or has superpowers, like, do it in a better way. Like, but, I mean, honestly, it's not even about that. I, I I don't really know her motives behind that scene, but it's really to keep us in the dark longer until yes. the reveal comes that she knew they were super the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And it's like, that's just a low blow. Yeah. The same things that I was complimenting uh, Split on for saying that the audience could figure it out become very hard to do when you pull shit like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, where she just sciences away their superpowers. And yep. then it's like, okay, but now you're, think, but now you think that they are real and you know that they are real. Yeah. So it's like, why? I don't know. Well, I know why she was playing the game, why she was trying to do it. And uh, so we'll just go right into the big spoil. Yeah. Like, so the big twist of it, the, uh, um, all three of them are having a fight. Well, I should say not all three of them. Glass uh, wouldn't be so good at the fight. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Mr. Glass or uh, uh, organized a way to get uh, the Horde, the Beast, to fight David Dunn. Yeah, um, he befriended him. And he befriended him, uh, got him outside. They went into a whole like fight and stuff like that. Kicking each other's asses and stuff. Doing Another some great crazy fight. stuff. Great the fight. The part where, uh, where he runs across the field. On his oh, hands yeah, and yeah. that, or his hands and feet. That was cool. Yep. That was really cool. Also CGI'd. Also CGI'd. Also a trailer moment. It's, yeah, very <laughs> much so. Very much so. Uh, so we get to see that. Um, and then as they're fighting, the tactical team comes in um, and uh, they're trying to take down uh, the beast. Uh, it also is revealed, I should say, uh, David Dunn uh, makes it revealed that he's not telling you the whole truth. Um, and what about your father? Yeah. Um, and turns out that uh, 
Kendall Wendell, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumbs. Kendall Wendell. Kevin, Kevin Wendell Crumb. Kevin Wendell Crumb, his father was on the same train as David Dunn. It sounds like a Harry Potter name, but anyway. Yeah. yeah I loved how they did that scene. That too. was good. That, that was, was a nice really little cool. reveal. Yeah. Um, and that your father was actually killed by Elijah Price. So the beast is like, fuck you. Punches yeah. him in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. And he starts bleeding to death internally. That was a nasty scene. Yeah. And he stands up from the wheelchair and falls on his legs yep. and breaks his legs. Yeah. Oh, geez. So. You hate to see it. Um, So that was that was a nice little reveal. Right after that, we go into like the final showdown. Um, and uh, the tactic team takes out uh, the beast, which I got to say this. This is um, this is kind of cool little deal that I liked with it. It felt like, so with Split, the movie was not about Kevin Wendell Crumb. Right. The movie was not, that was not the protagonist. Protagonist was definitely Casey. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Her arc was great yeah. and beautiful in that, coming out of that and realizing, like, I don't need to be just a survivor. Yeah. I can be a fighter as well. Right. Um, and we find out in the in Glass that she actually turned her uncle in, which... Great. That was great. cool, yeah. Um. But this one in Glass felt like we actually got to see the completed arc of Kevin Wendell. Right. From. And, and and I agree. Mm-hmm. His death felt earned. Very much so. Um, Very not much that so. it was necessary, but it felt earned. It felt earned. Now we switch to... Uh, Mr. Uh, the, uh, the Overseer. Overseer, uh, Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. And we he uh, he ends up touching Sarah Paulson and realizing that she is actually a part of a secret organization that knows that superhumans are out there, but they got to keep the man down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think of it like, uh, think of it like the people from Stranger Things. Um, the the, uh, the government name? from the electric company. Yeah, is it Brenner? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, think of it like that. Where it's like the secret society of people who are like hiding superheroes, yep. but in glass they're getting rid of them. Yep, they're getting rid of them. Uh, gotta gotta take them out somehow. And her idea, she wanted to do it uh, humanely, right? So if she could get if she could, them, if she could convince them that they didn't have superpowers, I get that. Then it'd be all good. I like we that. didn't have to kill them or anything yeah. like that. But it was such a joke. It was like yeah. You take this, you take this uh, world that you've built, where it feels like it could actually happen in this day and age, and then you throw a fucking secret society on it just as a tail end. Yeah, it just felt like it cheated us of something. Absolutely, uh, it che- it made it feel way, way much more like like an Avengers film or, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it just didn't feel right because uh, I wanted it to be as. This is the day and the age of where superheroes begin. Right. Like it's not necessarily yeah. that they And Glass calls it us. out too. It's an origin story. Like it's like, okay. Yeah. So then why are you all <clears throat> dying right now? <laughs> and then they kill him off. They didn't need to kill him off, in my they, opinion. They could have they could have the big punch, the sucker punch, I think it would have had a bigger effect of if they had just killed um Split. Yeah. Yep. Like if he had just died, that would have been cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then, you know, then you still have, although you can really relate with him, um, with Wendell Crumb, you still have the quote-unquote bad guy dying at the end. Yes. You know what I mean? You can kill Glass, you can keep him alive, but, you know, you keep you keep uh, Unbreakable alive, 
And then, mm. and then that, I mean, that sets up the possibility at least that if glass did well, he could continue this story. Yes. Now he's kind of, now he'd have to retcon or just introduce someone new and call it something else again, mm-hmm. uh, to continue the story. But I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope the story dies with the three. I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope it dies with the, or three, the three superheroes. That's a good or way. That's a good way to put it. Um, final thoughts on it. So, final thoughts. One thing. One thing I I want to add in. Yeah. As a tag. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I can pretty much watch any film that the guy is in. His acting in this is the direction that they took his character. Yeah. Felt so cartoony. Totally. That it was so. It was aggravating. Right. Because it wasn't the Eliza Price that I knew from, from Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. So that yeah, and really even watching, felt Watching off. all those for the first time in such rapid succession, mm-hmm. I totally got that feeling too, where it was like, is he playing two different guys? It feels like it you felt know, and, super cartoony. And that can be up to a lot of things, the distance between those times. You know, Sam mm-hmm. having acted now in a billion movies. Yeah. It could be the writing. It could be the directing. It could be a mixture of all of those things, yep. but it just it wasn't great. No, it just got really, really watered down. Felt like there it, it wasn't feeling what I needed out of those yeah. movies. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm glad it's closed out. I'm yeah. glad I got to see yeah. more James McVoy do his gen, uh, genius ability of switching between those characters. Totally. But overall, as a film, like I could do without. So it. here's my final thought, which. Which will be, I think, a good segue into our next subject. Although we should make it a little quicker because we've been, we've been chatting today. Yeah. Um, first episode back, you got to forgive us. We're, yeah. We've been so excited to come <laughs> back with. Um, do you think? And this kind of concerns me. With you know, and we got to mention them at least once in the episode, and we'll mention it again a little later. But uh, it concerns me with the finale of Game of Thrones coming up. And with the last episode of the Skywalker trilogy coming up, or uh-huh. saga coming up with episode nine, do you think, what, have you ever seen uh, a really well done close tr- out. trilogy closeout story? Like, uh, yes, like sa- save Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't think that should count. Because that's just too grand, too much of an example. But but really, like, do you think you've seen a good? I have. I I really do think I have. Um, uh, there was a show on, was it on HBO? It's called The Leftovers. I really enjoyed how they. I liked finished. season one of The Leftovers. And I, I, I thought, did like seven seasons, and I was no, like, okay, let's seven. not do that. Did they do seven seasons? They did like three or four. I think it was four, and I thought that how they closed it out was good. Um, okay. Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was a good one. Uh, man, I can't believe I should know this off. The Harry top Potter head. had a pretty good one. Harry Potter had a pretty good one. Although, but here's the problem: then they now they're continuing Harry Potter. Yeah, you know now now they keep that going. I don't know, um, and that's I think that's why everyone hates these new things. Is like I think you know if you hit a, I mean even let's go back even further. With Star Wars, if you do episodes four, five, and six, and call those one, two, and three, mm-hmm. that would have been perfect. Yeah. If you had never done epi- the prequels, and if you had never done the sequels, no one would be angry. No. You might have people angry that there isn't more Star Wars because they're like, look how well that did. Why aren't there more of these? Yeah. But if anything, maybe a rehash. Like, but like in 2018, we're making episode four again. Yeah. 
We're gonna do different cat like like I I wish more of stuff like that happened. That they would reboot stuff. Yeah. Fuck no, dude. Because I mean, think, think I could if, do without reboots. Think if think if uh, think if a new hope came out last no. year. No. You don't think so? Nope. I would not be on board for a reboot. No, no, no. Just I'm just saying, like if, oh, if the in, first Star Wars that ever came, ever came out came out, came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have looked great. Oh yeah, for sure. Far better than it was. But I got a feeling it'd be tainted a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it wouldn't. Yeah, be... I just. But I just. I. I don't know if I've seen too many. Cause like, so Fargo had was originally cast for three seasons, mm-hmm. and at the end of season three, I. I just recently watched season three for the first time. I thought it was amazing, and I was okay. like, this is the best closing season that I've ever seen. The three universes are they're in the same universe. Yeah. But they're but very they're separate of each other. Doors, they're very yeah. anthology. Um, and I thought that it was a really great closing mm-hmm. episode. Like the last episode is such a thinker. Yeah. That you that they're like there's so much closed up about the story and there's so there's such little answered that it's just this perfect like you you're left it's like an appetizer, you're left hungry, yeah, but very satisfied. Yep. And then they announced a fourth season. And they're doing a fourth season that's coming out in a year or so, and it's got a really, it's got some big names coming into it, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know if it can be done. I you're don't know if it you're can... kind of, you're kind of on the right track because it's really hard for people to. I think it's hard for people to successfully. There's two thoughts here going. Uh, from what I've seen, it's hard for some people to successfully. Close out a series of any kind, be it yeah. a franchise, be it a t- television series, be it a trilogy, whatever. They tend to have harder times closing them out for some reason. Um, part of it is because of pacing, yeah, uh, because of timing. Um, it's Actors a bigger story that needs to get. Uh, we have a lot of questions that we've built up over time, and we haven't answered all of them, so we got to answer all of them now. But do you have to? You should. Fargo didn't. Here's here's my here's my reasoning behind it okay if you make an audience member ask a question you should be able to answer that question you should have i disagree not i i, I disagree because i think that's one of the biggest things that creates so okay let's talk about a classic coen brothers um uh, pl- uh pl- i guess it's not really a plot device but device that they use in their filmmaking is the use of the supernatural yeah um you know, UFOs tend to pop up a lot in Coen Brothers films, mm-hmm. and those never get explained. They're well, they're in it for a scene, and then a character continues moving on. And I think that is like a good yeah. Well, there's like, certain things. I'm meaning like bigger story beats, like not every sure. Yeah, big thing. story beats. I agree. They need to be cleared up by the end. Of but there is a lot of times where like they they don't do a adequate job, or they just don't do it at all. Lost yeah. did that. Lost was one of those shows that asked a lot of questions of the audience. Like it gave them a lot of questions, like, "What the hell was that about? Why are there polar bears? Why so do are you they think... doing experiments? What is what is the deal with the island?" And they never gave adequate answers. And they they flat out said, uh, uh, "Damien, uh, what's his bucket? The creator." Flat out said that, "Yeah, we we had a lot of questions that were created from it. We had no intention of actually answering them. That's fucked up. That's is bullshit." It? Yes. I don't know. Yes. If there are story beat questions that give insight into the character, motivations of why they did sure, it. Sure, yeah. What's the arc I get and that. stuff like that. Or like, what is the purpose for this being here? Like, <clears throat> But what's the purpose of the UFO? 
I think there's a di- I think there's a difference between story beats and like us putting meaning behind things. Like, I, why I is he sitting that. on the left side of the I would screen? Understand why that. is I would, this red? Or I, I understand that and stuff like that. But if it's something that is necessary to the necessary story, to the story, I can agree with stuff, you there. I can agree with you there. Because like there's things that people put in the movies that like it's just a MacGuffin. It's not a big point of right. the story. Like here's the main point of the story. But when you leave stuff out that could lead to what that main point is, that's a disservice. Yeah. That's not being a good writer. That's not being somebody that's like, uh, that's actually well versed in their craft yeah. to leave that stuff yeah. out. You want to make sure that every every single loophole is closed by the time that the credits roll. Interesting. On the last one, at least. Yeah. On the last one. I don't know. I, 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 I worry. With the way that season seven of Game of Thrones went, I'd be a little bit worried too. So... Here's here's why I'm worried about season eight, and this will be our segue. So that that's all for uh, that's all for glass. Yep, folks. If that's all you care to hear, then see ya. But <laughs> but, but we've still got we've still got a little bit left to go here uh, to talk about the the weeks to come and the months to come. Yep. Um, two and a half more months. Yeah, that's insane to think about. But anyway, before I get into discussing Game of Thrones, let's discuss Game of Thrones. Yes. Um. The reason season eight worries me is not for my own sake because I know I'm going to be crazed in love with it. Yeah. You know? Like they could go so fan servicey that it hurts and I would still love Oof. it because like uh, the way I would assume fan servicey would be is like big fucking ice dragon, big fucking fire dragon, big battle and then big battle on the ground too uh-huh. and then like John's on a dragon and then like Bran works into the dragon if they did everything that we expected would happen that would be pretty fan servicey yeah still be pretty badass I've tried to imagine the worst outcomes of Game of Thrones and it's like I'd still be okay with that I, I had told you this at the theater the other day I saw one on Reddit that was like the last the last thing that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. in Game of Thrones is Bran's <laughs> gonna wake up from his fall his coma I'd be okay with that. I'd be all right with that. If it was like all in his head, I'd be be fine with that. Like, and then he woke up kind of ending. I'd be go back to fucking school, George R. R. Martin pulling that (laughs) bullshit. Well, it wouldn't be George. It'd be D and D. Yeah. But he's, he's the one giving him the ending. He, he, I mean, let's be real. He gave them like a cliff notes of it's true because, because at this point, and I know this because I've read the books at this point, the series has taken such a big turn from yeah, the show. It's true, it's very true. Like Brands and Essos right now in the books where where it left off. Yeah, you know, like that, like just that alone is a giant um, kind of retcon. From, yeah, but I you got to do different things for for the TV show. So I can, I will not blame George R. R. Martin for the ending of the of the show if it's bad. Here's why I'm worried about season eight. I'm worried because of people like you, Twitch. <laughs> The snobby people like you, know it all. The people like assholes. you who didn't enjoy Star Wars and <laughs> and they claim to be fans and that's who I that's why I'm worried. That's why I'm worried because I'm gonna have such a great experience with Game of Thrones that's gonna be marred every week because you're gonna be like, oh, this is a terrible episode. <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat, that's, then, now, buddy. <laughs> that's why I'm so worried about this season. Well, why do we I'm, sign up? I mean, what, wait, what? Well, why don't we get into what we're going to be doing then? Yes, all right. So, so 
Luke, you signed yourself up for this uh, abuse yeah, that you're going to have did. to go through. This is my fault. Uh, because what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to do companion uh, shows. Not not right, a, right minute to minute companion shows. Uh, but we will be doing uh, companion pieces with the Game of Thrones every Sunday that it's released. Yes. Uh, we'll probably, uh, you'll get the episode uh, on your podcast feed on Mondays. Um, if you're on Apple, probably Tuesdays, only because I've noticed that there's a pretty big gap between when I, when I yeah, upload yeah. it and when it shows up yep. on iTunes. So, uh, so if you're on Apple Podcast Monday or Tuesday. But um, we will be recording on Mondays, and uh, you'll be able to get it Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, and so. those, those, I mean... You guys may have noticed. Uh, you probably won't, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm pretty swamped right now uh, with work and everything, yep. and so the episodes are going to be a little less edited than they usually yes. are. It's pretty much I'm going to slap the compressor on it and upload it. I'll cut the beginning and the ends off and yep. do what's necessary for the ad breaks. Um, but those will be extremely, extraordinarily noticeable in those episodic reviews because yep. we're going to plan to do like 10 to 20-minute episodes about it. Yep. Um, and just off script, we'll write a few notes down, and then we're just going to chat and upload. Just talk about how we feel about the episode, yeah. the direction that it's going, what's happening, possibly theories about what what the next episode is yeah. going to bring. Well, basically, I think the I, we ha- we haven't really discussed it yet because we've still got a few months. But the way I was thinking of it is like we review the episode right quick, just main plot points that happen. Yep, uh, everybody dies essentially. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, that section, uh, our thoughts on it, and then like theorizing what's yep. what's to come. Yep. Um, and then we'll give it like an overall rating, but yeah, don't expect like big flashy stuff. We just, no. we just want to cover it. I'm really excited about yep. it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's all with the game of Thrones. Yeah. Thing. So for while game of Thrones is coming out, we will also be doing our regular episodes. Yes. So yeah. bonus for you guys out there. You'll be doing two episodes a week, two episodes a week of our lovely voices. Yes. Which should be good. Should yeah. Be grand. The topics may not be as, uh, as crazy yeah, as yeah. You know, watching nine films in a week. Yeah, will yeah. Be, but, <laughs> but we'll still be here week to week. We'll still be here week to week. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it for this week. That is it for this week. Yes. Uh, we have missed you guys. Uh, we hope that you guys uh, will uh, forgive us for the delay, but we got some great things coming out. Um, like yeah, I said, excited. we have uh, our zombie adventures uh, that you guys heard at the end of our last M. Night Um the whole uh, saga of that will be coming out as soon as uh, Luke figures out how to edit all of the audio that we received from it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's an uphill climb for me. It's, uphill climb. Yeah. It'll probably have to wait until after Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is only six episodes this, yeah. this year, so it should be an easy wait. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that crazy? Trying to just stir it up all Here's, six here's my thing. I, you explained it to me because they get a certain amount of budget per episode. I get that and whatever. Yep. They do an they do six episodes that are an hour and a half, which means they could do a nine one hour long series. Yeah, they could just do ten episodes. They could do a normal season. So is every episode an hour and a half? They said it's they said it's feature length uh, or close to feature length. Like they're okay. big long episodes are so the last seven. Here's six. the thing: if they're doing it, uh, if they're breaking it up story wise and stuff. I get why they're doing an hour and a half long. Yeah, they do like you, one episode in the north. Because you could do it to where like, yeah, you have nine episodes. But if you want that entire story arc of that episode, yeah. you want to do it longer rather than break it up and get like a, what they do with these fucking novel movies. Like what they did with uh, The Hunger Games. 
uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter and stuff where the last book is split into two. Just so they can fit in just as so much they, as they can. They can fit in more and stuff like that. Whereas when you watch episode or episode movie seven, like of Harry Potter, when you get to the end of it, you're like, uh, that's it. Yeah. It's very disappointing. It's like, uh, that doesn't feel like an ending to me. Like, yeah. felt like there was more to the story because, because there is what, and now there we is more to the story two years for that yeah. to come out. So like with, with game of Thrones, if they're doing it six and a half, uh, or six episodes, hour and a half each, that's probably better than yeah, going from that's like fair. leaving that's it fair. open of like, oh, we haven't finished all the story of that first episode. That's fair. So, so anyway, that will be happening uh, starting April 15th because yeah. that's when the day after. Tax oh, day. also, <laughs> tax day. What a good way to start the tax season. Yeah, yeah. Um, this episode will be coming out on Thursday on our normal time. So let me break out my calendar here. While we're on the topic of Game of Thrones, uh, here's a here's a part two of recommendations from me. What I'm going to be doing starting the fifth is watching an episode of Game of Thrones a day, uh-huh. which will take me up. I'll finish season seven, episode seven on Saturday night of April 13th. Okay, and then on the 14th, uh, the season will premiere. So if you, so this will go up on the seventh. So if you're listening to this right now and you did not know that you could do that and you're interested in, watch three episodes today if you can and then watch an episode a day or you know make up those first three episodes and then you'll be caught up with, with me. If you want to do that with me, it's one episode a day. It's pretty fun. Uh, I might talk about it briefly. That might be what I do for the ad break uh, for the next couple of weeks okay. is talk about how much fun I'm having watching those episodes again and revisiting them. Or annoyed um, once you get to season seven. I'm not. I love season seven. Yeah. I, I didn't love it as a game. Okay, here's my thing, though, Twitch. And I was talking to my buddy about this. Bad Game of Thrones is still way really good fantasy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, take half the shit you see on television and movies that's fantasy, like that, uh, like the Robin Hood bullshit yeah, that yeah, we yeah. saw the other day and Big Eye Anime Girl. Yeah watch season seven way better than that stuff that you're seeing yeah so that's what i have to remind people bad game of thrones is still good fantasy it's true so there you go all right is that it for that's it? all all right guys uh you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash know nothing nerds you can uh, also search us on uh, facebook just go to facebook.com and just type in know nothing nerds in the search bar you'll get to us can do us on Twitter. Do us. You can do us on Twitter. <laughs> Please do us Please on Twitter. Please do us. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at KN Nerds. And then also, if you want to email us, because we love to have emails, you can uh, send us an email at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Please interact with us. We're begging you because we want to hear your comments. We want to shout you out on the episode. We want to let you, uh, we want to know what facts we got wrong. Uh, and because trust me, I'm sure that we I get them wrong. A lot of stupid shit. <laughs> I went through and listened to some episodes. I'm like, yep, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm dumb. Why did I say that? That's that's the real reason why I stopped uh, editing heavy heavily on these episodes. Cause I'm just tired of listening to my nonsense. <laughs> So, yeah, you guys uh, interact with us. We'll shout you out on the podcast. Uh, Until next time. We'll see you next uh, week with... uh, Join us next week when we talk about The Girl in the Spider's Web. uh, And I get to nerd uh, nerd out about my favorite book series again again. for the second time. We got to do it every year. Yeah. (laughs) 
We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. And uh, just one last thing. One last thing. All you viewers out there, listeners out there, remember, stay safe and stay out of the water. Bye-bye. Very nice. And the epic twist comes in, I die again. (laughs) 